Section 5 of The Ocean, a general account of the science of the sea. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Elisabetta Corti. The Ocean, a general account of the science of the sea by John Murray. The Waters of the Ocean salinity gases all natural substances are soluble in water to some extent be it ever so slight so that absolutely pure water is never found in nature rain dissolves oxygen nitrogen carbonic acid and other gases in its passage through the atmosphere carbonic acid increases the solvent power of the rain water which dissolves different minerals matters out of the rocks of the continents and islands on which it falls, so that the amount and the composition of the dissolved salts in the water of a river vary in accordance with the nature of the rocks of the country through which it flows. Thus the amount of salt in solution may range from 2 grains per gallon in a river flowing over granite rocks to more than 50 grains per gallon in a river transversing limestone rocks but the average salinity of river water is about 12 grains per gallon or 0.18 par per thousand as compared with 35 parts per thousand in average seawater. Scattered over the surface of the continents, there are numerous inland drainage areas in most of which are lakes. In these areas, the precipitation of rain on the whole catchment basin is less than the evaporation Consequently, there is no outflow from such a basin into the ocean. The higher lakes in a drainage area of this kind have now flow into the lowest one and are fresh to the taste, like river water, but the terminal lake is salt to the taste, like sea water. The valley of the Jordan with the fresh water lake of Tiberias and the salt Dead Sea is an example. The greater part of the runoff from the land in the catchment basin of the Jordan ultimately finds its way into the Dead Sea, which may be compared to a huge evaporating basin. The surface layer of water is removed by evaporation under the action of winds and the sun's rays, the salts in solution being left behind. In this way, in the course of time, the Dead Sea has attained its great salinity. The concentration in a salt lake may go on till the lake completely dries up and only saline deposits are left behind. In a similar manner, the runoff from the whole of the land surface of the globe carries dissolved salts into the ocean. In a similar manner, the runoff from the whole of the land surfaces of the globe carries dissolved salts into the ocean, but whereas the composition of the water in salt lakes is determined by the geological structure and climatic conditions of a comparatively small area, the salts of the ocean are derived from the land surfaces and coasts of the globe. In 1887, the writer gave a table of the average composition of river water based upon the composition of 19 European, Asiatic and American rivers and estimated the amount of saline matter carried annually into the ocean by rivers as nearly 5 billion tons. In 1910, 
F.W. Clark made a similar calculation based upon more recent and more extensive data, his result working out at about 2 billion 7 million tons, little more than half the earlier estimate. We can form but a faint idea of the substances which were carried down from the atmosphere when the first precipitation of rain took place on our planet, or of the composition of the sea salts in the primeval ocean, but the geological processes above indicated have apparently been in operation for millions of years. As a consequence, the salinity of the ocean is probably continually increasing, but at such a very slow rate that the change cannot be detected by our present methods of analysis. So the contribution of saline matter from rivers are large in themselves, they are relatively small compared with the vast accumulation of salts in solution in the ocean into which they are diffused. The dissolved salts in river water are principally carbonates, which make up 57.7%, sulfates 11.4%, silicates 9.9%, common salt only 2.2%, with small quantities of other salts and organic matter. The dissolved salts in seawater are principally chlorides and sulfates of sodium, magnesium, potassium and calcium. Common salt makes up 77.8%, more than three-fourths of the whole. Sulfates 10.8%, but silicates do not exceed 0.004%, and calcium carbonate forms only 0.345%. This difference leads to the conclusion that seawater is not only merely a concentrated solution of river water discharged from the land surfaces throughout the geological past, but the changes have taken place due to chemical reactions between the various salts in solution and to the action of living organisms. In addition to the main constituents, seawater holds in solution traces of nearly every known chemical element, but in such small proportion as to be negligible in quantitative chemical analysis. The presence of gold in seawater has been repeatedly verified and the possibility of its economic recovery suggested. Average composition of sea salts. The results of W. Dittmar's well-known analysis of 77 samples of seawater collected by the Challenger expedition from all parts of the ocean and in all depths are given in the following table sea salts as ions. In the foregoing table, the acids and bases are arbitrarily combined, but it is now known that the dissolved substances in seawater are not accurately represented in this manner, inasmuch as they are present mainly as ions. The aggregate degree of ionic dissociation has been calculated from the freezing and boiling points of seawater to be about 90%. That is, only one-tenth of the total solids are present as salt, pure and simple. This must comprise not only those named by Dilmar, but all the possible combination of bases with acids, among which calcium and magnesium sulfates will be relatively in largest proportion. The bulk of the solutes, however, consists of ions and it would be more rational to write the composition of seawater tools. 
Dietmar's item CaCO3, which was presumably included in order to express the fact that there is on the whole an excess of bases over acids, is obviously incomplete as it stands. From the most recent measurements, we gathered an a 3% sodium chloride solution in equilibrium as regards CO2 tension with air, which holds good approximately for seawater, dissolves at 77 degrees Fahrenheit, about 0.07 part of calcium carbonate per thousand. Hence, there cannot be as much as 0.123 part per thousand in seawater. The surplus base should rather be regarded as a mixture of calcium and magnesium bicarbonates, existing in equilibrium with a certain amount of free CO2 and of the products of their hydrolytic dissociation with calcium and magnesium hydroxide. It is the two latter which impart the seawater its alkaline reaction. Salts withdrawn from seawater. Carbonate of lime secreting organisms withdraw large quantities of calcium carbonate from ocean water to form shell and coral. Part of the material so withdrawn accumulates in coral reefs and in the pelagic deposits of moderate depths in the ocean, while part is redissolved after the death of the organisms, for the calcareous shell of many pelagic organisms never reach the greatest depths of the ocean, and only relatively few of the heavier pelagic shells reach the depths where red clay covers the bottom. In like manner, silica is withdrawn from the ocean by organisms such as sponge, diatoms and radiolarians and may be again redissolved. Potassium salts are withdrawn from the ocean water to combine with the silicates of alumina in argillaceous materials to form gluconite in the presence of organic matter. Potassium and iodine are selectively absorbed by certain species of seaweed. Indeed, until recent times, seaweed was the chief industrial source of iodine. When seawater freezes, many of the salts in solution are left behind in the brine, so that the salinity of the water from which the ice has been formed is increased, the ice being richer in sulfates and the brine richer in chlorides. Of the elements in solution in seawater, sodium and chlorine seems to be the only ones that are scarcely withdrawn at all, apart from a small quantity deposited in shallow evaporating pans along the shores of the land surfaces, and they may therefore have been uniformly on the increase since the beginning of geological time. This fact has been made use of in attempts to estimate the age of the earth and J. Jolly has calculated that to supply the total oceanic content of sodium by the discharge of rivers must have required a period of 90 to 100 millions of years. End of section 5